All right, let's do this. Jeff session uh, this hearing is over. Glad I had that one senator who had a clicky pen. Clicky pen, clicky pen, clicky pen. Now we're ready to record. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Time to go. Maureen, I got to admit something to you right now. What? I did not watch the Jeff Sessions hearing. I just, I couldn't do it. I had uh, uh, some life stuff, but also just, I could not. I could not do it. I just needed a moment. I needed a moment of not this shit. Right. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you missed a, you missed a hell of a hearing. It's just, it's too much sometimes, Maureen. You know, it's like, it's, it's, how much can we possibly be taking in on this shit while still trying to take a moment of our own lives? And there is just this waterfall of bullshit cresting over you and meanwhile you, you things happen that you have this sense of like if we lived in reality anymore like this would have an impact but it doesn't and the GOP just keeps doing this whole like there's nothing wrong everything is normal and it's like they're gaslighting us every single day as this whole this whole day glow chode lord fuck nozzle Yes, this whole day glow, chode lord, fuck nozzle. Do you remember when you used to beep swearing, Maureen? Vaguely. It was a different time. It was a different time. Very different time. Now we live in this time of this this whole, like... Clown meat wanking. Yes, this clown meat wanking that is breaking apart, like, the fabric of the nation and apparently now the planet and... how are we supposed to even go to the store or work? If you can't or... go to the store, maybe you can try Blue Apron. Uh, they still don't sponsor us, but hey, you know, I'm working on that. You know, So if, say, you're housebound because they'd be clown meat wanking and you can get your food in a box. You could just strap in and if you want. I mean, going to the store is still pretty good and you should probably go before the water wars Morning, start. But you... Food in a box doesn't matter when it's fucking raining nails every second. Yeah, but this is this is why we podcast. Is it? Yeah. But you know what? I'm thinking this week, from the sound of it, we should do something to calm you down. I am perfectly calm, Maureen. Are you? Yes. Okay, let me propose something. What if we just talked about the news for a little tiny bit and then we talked about Disney World? How much Disney World? A lot of Disney World. A lot, a lot? A lot, a lot. Can we invite friends? Yes. But you got to do some news. A little news? A little news. A lot of Disney. Yes. With friends. Yes. That sounds pretty good. All right. You see, because we can face reality and we can keep our joy. See, it's important. We can do both. Oh, yeah? Says who? Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. Let's do this. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's get that Band-Aid off so we can get to Disney. And, you know, not all of the things that happened were bad. A lot of the things that happened were bad. A lot of the things that happened were bad. Okay, but it's important to remember it's not all bad. A good thing that happened... Well, not good. Confusing, but there was a UK election, and without going into a lot about it, it it was called by the Conservatives to sort of get a, a mandate from the public for Brexit. And what happened was that tons of people, including tons of young people, turned out to vote, and there was this giant surge of Labour voters, and it was um, the outcome was not at all what anybody expected. And it kind of shows that there is a lively debate out there um, lots of youth voting, a lot of energy, and not a mandate for Brexit. So, you know, there's that. Can I ask, you You are familiar with the UK far more than me. Sure. Can I just ask why there were so many people in costumes? Okay, there is a proud tradition in uh, the UK of having kind of joke candidates. 
And when, as election results are called, you all, all the candidates stand on a stage together and they do have a party called the Raving Monster Looney Party. But aside from that, they had other candidates, the best of which was Lord Buckethead. And uh, Lord Buckethead was up for the same seat as Theresa May, the prime minister. And so she had to stand on the stage with Elmo and Lord Buckethead. So the whole the whole point of these costumed people is for that moment because the like serious candidate has, to, has be to be on, be the, on stage the stage with them. With them yeah. I mean, there might be other points, but they do have to stand there with him. That is amazing. So there's always like. There's always someone dressed as like a monster or, you know, there's always somebody. But in this case, Lord Buckethead, I think there was another candidate named Mr. Fishfinger um, who was a frozen fish stick. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he and Lord Buckethead really kind of ruled the day. Wow. And they're just better than us. They are elect- also, their elections last six weeks. By the time it's announced to the time it happens. That would be amazing. That's it. That's all you get. Six weeks is done. But they're still kind of fucked, right? Oh, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, better, I mean, Brexit, there's, they got a, I mean, there's a, it's not great. It's not a good situation they're in. Well, I, in another sort of bit of, it was okay-ish, was uh, same day as the election. We did have Comey Day. We had Comey Day. How did you spend your Comey Day? Picking a pen. I watched it because I'm. Um, this is how I live my life now, Dan. I I had the stomach flu on Comey Day. Oh, see that? It felt it felt right though. Yeah, it was like the one I cut open my finger and I couldn't see Trump. I well, no, I watched it, but there were just moments where you oh. had to go running to the bathroom. Oh, damn! Why did you do that? I needed to see it. Oh, we man. paid my older son ten dollars to watch the baby as well. Oh my god! <laughs> it was really in. It was really in hock. To watch Comey Day. I don't want to say you've made terrible decisions, but... Well, after he released that opening statement the day before, which, like, you're a writer. That was well-written, right? I would have given that an A. But then he was, everyone's like, well, he's just going to come out and write. And he didn't. He came out like... Pew, 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 pew. He's a liar. He was hot. He came out. He came on hot. He straight up called Trump a liar, which was... To me, that was worth the 10 bucks I paid my kid. Yeah, that is worth 10 bucks. And he, multiple times, he's like, well, I thought he was going to lie because he's a liar lying face who lies. And then the whole like, well, why did you take notes on him and not anyone else that you ever met with? And he was like, well, the nature of the individual. Yeah, he's <laughs> shady like, oh, as man. shit. And the others are sort of more like actual adults. But he is like a total scumbag. So. Yeah, there was just a moment where he was like, well, I'm like, I live in the world. <laughs> And I know people, and I'm taking notes with that one. It's like how whenever I'm off, off the subway, I wash my hands. You know, like, there's certain things that you're like, jeez oh, Louise. Also, you know, he is magnificently tall. Oh, he is. He's like a tree. He's like a redwood. You know, it, if you listen to, and again, if you're not listening to Pod Save America, why not? I don't understand. But um, John Lovett describes... Uh, James Comey is a man, if you just wind him up and let him go and let his mouth run, what comes out is the Federalist Papers. And, like, he's very, you know, <laughs> he just, you got that. Like, he's he clearly a professional person who, he's like, I have been, he's just that guy who clearly always has a sharpened pencil and, you know, and an A. was a little bit smug. It was like that, I used to sit next to this girl in um one of my high school science classes and one day I didn't have a pen and I said oh can I borrow a pen and she gave me a whole lecture like you know you should be prepared when you come to class and bring pens because I'm not here to supply and she gave me like a 10 minute lecture on not having a pen and then I just turned to someone else I'm like can I borrow a pen and she was like yeah so like James Comey I believe is like that girl who gave me a lecture on borrowing a pen but in the end maybe saved our bacon who knows it's unclear I mean, that's the thing to me, the whole like that nobody knows. It, it's like that when it ended, it was just like, holy shit, I just watched two hours of a really kind of calm dude calling the like president a liar calmly and like kind of dropping a dime on Jeff Sessions and like all of this stuff. And this is it, right? Like this is going to be the thing that moves the ball. And then there's the ball. You know what, though? Like. The wheels of justice grind slowly. And even in the case of, say, the Watergate hearings, when Butterfield says, you know, that there are tapes, 
it took months to get those tapes and then months to get more tapes and then months to get more tapes and then months to find out the redacted portions of of portions of tapes. And, you know, you would think it was always like, aha, but it it just this is I think it's we're going to watch a very long process with a lot of things shooting off in a lot of directions like on tapes trump later that day or was it the next day it was the next day trump was um doing a joint press conference with i believe the president of romania and obviously was asked a million questions about this and and you know the first question was like Hey, you know, you Comey mentioned that the reason that he like, you know, wrote up his memos and then gave one to a friend to to give to uh, the New York Times is because you mentioned their tapes. So are there tapes? And like Trump was just like, mm, I'll talk about that later. I'm not going to say if there are, but I will say it later, which is just a uh, God damn it. Right. And he is the wimpy of, you know, if I if you give me a hamburger today, I will pay you on Tuesday. Yeah. And then he like said, oh, I would love to go under oath to testify about this stuff. And it's just like, A, come on. He is never going under oath to testify things. But B, it's just like now we have this whole nother marble pinging off in an entirely different direction. Yeah, the floor is full of marbles. But that means like somebody's going to fall. You know, I mean, for example, this afternoon I was saying sentient banjo jeff sessions just sat in front of a (laughs) senate hearing to demonstrate his remarkably selective men i mean he is i just went on a twitter tear about his southernness because he was he was deploying southernness as a kind of because each each senator only had you know about five minutes to ask questions and he would just kind of so, you know, the thing is that I couldn't really, I cannot recall. And like you, they, they were really keeping on. I'm like, okay, shut up, dude. We know you're being Southern on purpose to really slow this up. Like that should really be his business card. Jeff Sessions, Southern on purpose. Yeah. Like it was like molasses, but it was, it was like a <laughs> shitty opening to the Dukes of Hazard. Whoa. Uh. <laughs> on the Dukes. Well, it looks like the boys have gotten themselves into a prickly situation. Um, he's he's the Dukes of Hazard, but it's all Confederate flag and no cool car jumps. For sure. So, yeah. And he, he was a rem- I mean, he had a he just did not recall a lot of things. Did so did 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 uh, Paul Manafort with the Russians? Oh, I can't recall. Carter Page. I can't recall. He did. When you got to the dumber ones, he was in the middle of like, I, I don't know. Like Carter Page, you could almost hear the giving up in his voice. Like, who even knows what the fuck that guy's doing? Carter Page will be the first they throw into the chipper. <laughs> oh, it's true. He'll be the first into the wood chipper. Uh I love his I love his big dumb head. And you know what? 2017 has given us a lot of body blows, but it has given us Carter Page, and I love him, and I will not have a word said against him. And if he could be on TV. Every single night I would watch because I love him. I love his big, dumb, moony face. Wow. Oh, he's wonderful. <sighs> he's a dream. I love him so much. Maureen, speaking of speaking of things we love, I seem to recall that you promised Disney. All right. You have talked about the news. So are you ready for the rest of this episode? Fuck, Fuck Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Yes. We are going to flash forward to the thing that we've always promised, that when this presidency ends by impeachment or angry, sudden resignation, we are going to Disney World. That's right. That's right. All right. Who knows? Who knows when we're going? But when it happens, we need to be ready. So we have recruited two experts, Hal Lublin and Mark Gagliardi from the fantastic podcast. We got this with Mark and Hal. And they're going to talk about Disney and help us plan our trip. I'm so excited. 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 So over the last 24 episodes of Says Who, uh, the only thing that we've talked about almost as much as Trump is Disney World. And it's super weird because we both were doing it before we knew we were doing it. I think it was probably, I don't know, Maureen, like what, six 
episodes in where I was like, oh, yeah, you know that Disney thing we do? And you were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and now, like, all these episodes in and with just the news of the day being sort of unrelenting, I find when my mind drifts away from politics, like, it pretty much heads straight to Disney. And I don't even know how I feel about that like this is not a place that i went a lot uh as a child and certainly not as an adult uh but i really like i can't stop and to me it's like the latter seasons of lost where they keep like seeing each other in off the island and they're like we have to go back like it feels like that and you two are both disney park fans and in mark's case in fact an employee for many years you know what is it about that place that makes it feel like the counterpoint to this hellscape we live in well, I think um, that it's because everything is by design and planned out, which is not a sense you get at all from this administration. <laughs> like, this just feels like a freewheeling wheelbarrow full of shit being dumped into a fire. And Disney is, what is the utopia that Walt Disney imagined uh, from his childhood and towards the future? And how was that constructed and maintained in perfect detail? And also, it's, I mean, to be super simple about it. When things are the worst, you need to escape the most. And they do escapism better than anyone else with their Imagineers putting together such immersive environments through this whole thing that you can forget where you are several times a day. Because what we were, not, I mean, really, neither of us were kind of what we would, I guess we would call Disney people. Uh -huh. And the agreement that we've made, actually, is that when Trump is in some way deposed from office we are going together like we are yeah. absolutely yeah that's where we're headed within the week if possible of course it's yeah. like winning it's like winning the super bowl for this podcast <laughs> yeah, it's, we've won. We've won. yeah what are you gonna do i'm going to disney world yeah that's the site of the victory lap <laughs> makes well, perfect sense for just to we ask all of our guests just how because this is about our podcast focuses on coping mm -hmm. um just how you guys have been your your professional Actors, you're living in a cool place. Mm -hmm. A lot of cool people. Um, how how do you cope with the shitstorm that is 2017 and the Trump administration? I for me, it's I I work under the assumption, and maybe maybe it's an erroneous assumption that so much is happening that is so so far beyond impeachable that he's not going to be the president for very long. And as a huge his, history of the president's fan. Um, there have been times in the past where presidents have been just footnotes and we haven't had a footnote president in a while. Um, so I'm excited to have this footnote over with, hopefully within the next couple of months. Hopefully there can't be too much damage done. So I'm watching everything happen and I'm holding on to that hope. That is what my coping is hoping, you guys. My coping <laughs> whoa, is hoping. Whoa. Wow, what a great t-shirt. Yeah. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very small. I wasn't expecting it to be well, that small. It's a small amount of hope. Yeah. It's a small amount of hope Hopeless. covering a large amount of nope, if you know what I mean. High he's, five. He's taken. He's taken, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think for me, the, the key has been limiting my news intake and trying to stick with verified sources of news. Uh, How's that I try going? to. Um, it's a struggle. I know if raw or red or blue is in the title of the website, I'm not going to go there because I'm going to find something skewed either way. Um, and I don't, I don't like oh, to I hear. I thought you were talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you are going to be like, that's, I know I can miss politics if I go to that site. That's all red and blue. Red for Raw and blue for SmackDown. Yeah. Let's go wrestling. No, for I think <laughs> it's really like, uh, it's partially compartmentalizing. And then... It's partially trying to limit the the amount of noise that I take in, which is almost impossible. Uh, but it's also finding places, whether it's gaming or going to the movies, finding like little self care moments that where where that stuff can't intrude. It is tempting, though. You mentioned um, you mentioned like the uh, uh, skewed news and not having doing stuff with red or blue in the title. Uh, I find myself drawn to them. Uh, and really, I try to stay, like you guys were saying, I try to stay within the mainstream stuff. But I don't know whether I'm more drawn to the stuff that is 
that I completely disagree with or the stuff that I uh, do agree with. You know what I mean? If I'm super far red or super far blue, I will go after both of those. It's really? like it's like, yeah, it's like uh, it's like eating Hostess pies. I know it's terrible, but half of them are filled with arsenic. Yeah, <laughs> I read them just to get mad. Okay, that's oh. that sounds healthy. Oh, it's not. Is part of your ability to find uh, hope or you know calm in this, especially in seeking out extreme extreme right views on things, is is part of that informed the, by the fact that you rode the Tower of Terror for a month as a job? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're the, the, the perfect Disney folk for you to have on. Cause I spent nine years working at Disneyland. I was the mayor of main street during the 50th anniversary. I was, uh, a green army man for a long time. I was the mayor of Frontierland as well as the sheriff of Frontierland. Um, and yes, I was a ghost on the tower of terror. And for a full month, I rode the tower of terror, uh, seven times a day and at that time it had i would ride it i would do a show where i was a ghost and then i would ride the ride and then we'd be all super ghosty and not like not break like buckingham palace guards at the end of the ride as everyone else got off and it was really spooky for them uh i hope or they would try to poke us and get us to laugh what is the tower of terror can i don't oh yes uh the tower of terror is a free fall drop ride at disneyland um but Imagine those from, you know, uh, Six Flags, but with a whole heck of a lot of theming around them. And safe. And safe. Okay. Unlike Six Flags, yeah. where right. everything okay. breaks all where the time. Uh, but it also right. does, yeah. so it's very dark and moody on the inside, and the finale of this ride is this free fall drop in a big elevator. And uh, you would drop five times in the ride. So riding this ride seven times a day, I was free fall dropping uh, 35 times a day, which is... Uh, not a thing that you want if you have eaten a large lunch. Like you yeah. just described the Comey hearings. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, and I don't even think Comey could fit in one of those elevators for that ride. I think he <laughs> might. He so might have tall. to go to the big and tall sec. He is like weird tall. Wait, but, do, they, uh, he, do they have a car for tall people? Yeah, sure, don't they? So for when Shaq goes to Disneyland? Yeah. Man, I love Disneyland. I love Disneyland. I love getting on these rides. <laughs> I'm gonna drop down. It's gonna uh, be like yeah. Twilight Zone. Some some of them say occupancy sixty. That one says occupancy one shack. <laughs> <laughs> but that that ride is now uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride out here in California. Yeah. Oh. But it's the yeah. same ride. It's the, the same, same ride. ride. They just took the Twilight Zone theming and away. I can't. I think I've been on it three to five times in my life. Every time when I'm done, I go, "Well, I'm not doing that again mm-hmm. because it's terrifying, and I don't like, you know, I, I don't like heights." And I'm afraid of falling from heights. So oh, this is the perfect marriage perfect. of both. <laughs> it is it is kind of fun. And now that it's a Marvel ride, I have to go back on it again. And I'm like, fuck you, Disney. How could you do this to me? Ouch. But really, I love Disney. But like they made they they're gonna make me do this. Yeah, Maureen in Florida, it's still it's still the original Tower of Terror. And it's essentially it's like if the haunted mansion, if they built the haunted mansion and made it try to kill you. Where yeah. is the Tower of Terror? It's not in Disney World. In, it must be Hollywood in, Studios. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't go. There what is too. what? Uh, what do you guys fancy is your favorite of the parks in the Florida uh, Disney World? Not Disneyland. Straight up, the Magic Kingdom. Straight, straight up, the Magic Kingdom. Yes. Really. Yes. Right on. I, I so I I will admit to the fact that I I went to uh, Disney when I was a kid disney world like when it was when epcot had recently opened um and then uh did not go back until like a year and a half ago uh because like the job i had held a conference there and it was like i can't believe i'm going to fucking disney right (laughs) and and, (laughs) but did you enjoy it well and then like and then i have a i have a 12 year old and a and at that at that time and actually a pretty young baby, like a five month old. And, you know, said to my wife, like, look, they're already paying one ticket. And some like, maybe we should just fucking go to like, this is dumb, but let's go. And within like 30 minutes, we were all like, this is the greatest thing ever. How have we never done this before? <laughs> That's exactly how it got me. I worked conferences and our conference was based down there. And I just kept going. I was like, well, I have, you know, a free afternoon. And I went over and I was, I I walked in, I looked around Main Street, and I was four years old, suddenly, and everything was perfect. And I was like, I'm going to buy Mickey ears. 
I'm never leaving. I'm going to yeah. go watch those those singing bears sing about blood on the saddle. I love it here. I'm never going. But I am yeah. also what you technically call a chicken shit. Um, <laughs> but it's partially because <laughs> I, I grew up in Philadelphia. And Hal, you can attest to this. All those parks around us fucking killed people on the yes, regular. They, they were mm-hmm. very Wait, dangerous. Like, like the, the amusement parks? Yes. It would be like you'd go to Dorney Park and they'd have the sign like like how many days it's been since somebody died and it just kept rolling back to zero. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't it, that it, like, you guys, I shouldn't buy this uh, 1982 Chevelle because uh, those keep killing people. You know what? I shouldn't buy a Mercedes either. That's what that feels like because you can't fault Disney for the shortcomings of a second rate pennsylvania death uh right but it's you you're saying like death center but you need a car when you grow up in in our area where there's death happening it's not like one amusement it's not like dorney park is snake bit it's dorney park it's great adventure it's uh uh, and there was action Action park where that was just like all death (laughs) and we've talked about what did they have at action park they had oh they had so many things you guys oh. like watch my favorite everything. thing we have talked about action parks so much on this episode <laughs> yeah. that I that on this podcast I have never been there and I could answer that question. Oh my God. The best thing for sure was the cannonball loop slide, which is a an enclosed tube water slide that goes straight down and has a loop at the bottom, Jeez. and yeah. it. It, people oh. would get stuck, and so they get slammed to the top where they would break their noses, and then yep. they would get thrown to the bottom where all the debris that had collected would rub their skin off. And then, if they were lucky, they would get deposited, like they would get shot out. But Ted Leo, who was on the get, who was one of our guests, said he was there for a day where they had to open it up with a crane and get all the stuck people out of it. And that was not even one of the really scary rides what? where people died all the time. And they found out they were just laying on top of a pile of skeletons. <laughs> all the people they didn't get to in time. There was the wave pool where all those people died. There was the alpine slide made of concrete. Like, people died. We had one of those in Tennessee, a concrete alpine slide. Mm-hmm. It's not good. <laughs> no, it's so, not good at all. It's like a it's like a, a wheelless skateboard bobsled. Yep. Oof. And you go down uh, and you die. So I'm like, oh, you go to amusement parks and you die. That's what, you ha- that's what happens. But yeah, they send you right. anyway on the school trip. Yeah, there. I uh, some of the headlines. I just want to read some of the headlines that come up in a Google search for Action Park, if, if you'll allow me. <laughs> Action Park was the most dangerous water park ever. Eighteen photos inside the world's most dangerous amusement park. Rare video of people actually riding Action Park's infamous water uh, the loop. Uh, then my favorite: New Jersey's Action Park offered fun and injury for the whole family. <laughs> How are they not putting that in their commercials? Oh. It's, it's Jersey. Called, this is what happens. Called, you hurt people. Traction Park and Class Action Park. It had yeah. all these names. <laughs> Everybody that ran the rides was high. Park. Yeah. They were all high. R- rides are run by uh. teenagers who are sh- just stoned out of their skulls. Yeah. They haven't strapped you in. Everything's like an episode of The Simpsons and you die. <laughs> Go to Disney World in Florida. It's much better. They have a I haunted did. mansion and a pirate's ride. I'm, that's about my speed. I also went yeah. on Space Mountain and it was the worst five minutes of my life. You didn't, oh, you, no, oh, are you no. not a roller coaster person at all? Is it because of Class Action Park? Yeah. That is just an anxiety attack inside of a building. Yeah. Do you not like, because it's your, it's speed and the unknown and the dark, so you never know where the next turn or drop is coming. Is that is that what gets you? Yeah. It's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever been on. <laughs> I, will, I will say, uh, in the year and a half since I went to Disney uh, for the first time since I was a child, I have now been back to Disney and to Disneyland. So as someone that has ridden both Space Mountains, the one in Florida is way worse than the one in California. Like that. It's like you're riding 1972 in yeah. uh, in the dark. <laughs> they, uh, they've done. Have you guys seen the new Star Wars overlay that they've put on this? I have. I have out uh, here. It's very California. cool. Yeah. It, yeah. They don't. So they didn't do that one in uh, Orlando, huh? No. And uh, you're like in these little like I'm I'm six one and I barely fit inside the like the Orlando Space Mountain little single rider car thing that they put you in. So people like, are smaller in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. You already kind of feel like you're about to be thrown out. And then <laughs> I just found that it rattled the whole time. It was just like, Jesus, <laughs> like I needed, I needed a masseuse standing outside like in a Mickey suit, just kind of giving you a rub down. <laughs> 
Oh, I love a rattly uh, roller coaster. Like my favorite roller coasters are all the wooden ones that you can hear them just like clack, 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 clack as you're yeah. going up. And you think, you know what? Maybe today's the day that we, we all go Final Destination 3. So uh, <laughs> let's have a good time. <laughs> See, the the Disney ride that's fun with that is the, uh, have you done the, what is it? The the the, the Everest ride in. Oh, yeah. Everest is great. Out here, it's That one has a great. No, they're very different though. But they're similar. No. No, no, well, right, the no, no. Everest one mainly the thing is like you definitely have that like clackety clack heading up forever uh-huh. right. with nothing on any side of you, and like you can see out and see all the other parks, and it's uh, yeah, that it's, is a ride that definitely the there is a ones. moment of like I'm about to die, yeah, but I kind of love it. This is like it, it feel that one feels like in a cartoon when someone would cre- when a cartoon character crests over a, a roller coaster and as the car speeds downward their head stays where it is and the neck stretches out yeah and they say one last thing before they get snapped down into the car <laughs> yeah like that's what that one feels like <laughs> yeah yeah that the, yeah Matterhorn here is not like that it's it's all it's very no. all the Disney rides have a, a sense of safety to them at least out here in california where yes i'm doing a climb on uh, thunder mountain railroad but i know ultimately i'm going to be safe it's not going to go too fast yeah. nothing you know i'm not going to go flying out although if i if i'm by myself i will go to disneyland by myself i have no shame if i'm sitting alone in the car i will slide back and forth <laughs> as it does turns which to me is like i get a little extra ride that nobody else yeah. does shouldn't have brought your family <laughs> dumbass look at me all the fun i'm having <laughs> oh my god i never thought about that that you could just like go to di- like if you're like fuck this afternoon i'm just gonna i'm just going to disney world yeah. for a couple hours that seems like <gasps> like the main selling point of la to me <sighs> it's pretty great uh working there that uh that loses a bit of its luster um but there is something great about like you know what man i'm having a day uh i'm just gonna go ride rides for a couple hours before my shift starts or like I've had days where I needed coffee and I and I was like trying to wake up and I had my coffee. I was like, I need a good jolt. I'm gonna go ride Space Mountain and I would use Space Mountain as my wake up call. Wow! Oh my yeah. god, that's pretty awesome. No, would you do that? You don't get in a shorter line as an employee. Like, do you go? I'm a cast member, and then they no, yeah. no, you just get in the line, but you know when to go. Like, right. My shift would start at 10 a.m. The park would open at 9. I'll be like, all right, well, I'll get there at, you know, I don't have to stand in the big crowd out front if I'm the early, early guy getting there. You know right. what I mean? So I just walk into, I walk into the park from the employee lot. I'm sorry, the cast member lot. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. We're not employees. No, I know. You're cast members. Everything says everything's cast a members show only. Because everything's a show. It's true. Oh Do you know why Walt Disney pointed with two fingers? They always tell this every Disney employee you'll see, they always point with two fingers. They never point with one finger. And um, somebody, you know, they, somebody asks in, uh, in traditions every time, which is like Disney, the uh, training that you do. It's like a few days of here's the parks story. And they say you always point with two fingers because uh, Walt Disney knew this. And uh, he always pointed with two th- fingers because in some countries and some places, it's rude to point with one finger, uh, which is. Zero percent true. Walt Disney chain smoked constantly. That's why he always had two fingers. So every time someone at Disneyland points with two fingers, uh, it's because Walt Disney chain smoked. Oh, my God. This is like happy Scientology. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's also why you have to put a dot of iodine between those two fingers (laughs) to really simulate it. But that's my favorite thing is bringing somebody to the park who's never been there before is like, go Mm -hmm. ask. Go ask like five different cast members where something is. And they'll each point yeah. you'll get two fingers, three fingers, whole hand, pinky, thumb. Like there are so many different ways yeah. to point. Of course, no just middle finger, although I'd love to see one person make that mistake. <laughs> oh yeah, it's right up there. Like I would love to see that just once, but I I don't think I'll live long enough for someone to make that mistake. Oh, you don't know, man. A guy got fired once, uh, a really great performer, and this was always my fear working there. Um, because I swear sometimes and you have to sort of like flip that, uh, flip that switch to where you don't, because a lot of the stuff is improvised on microphones. And there was a guy working there who, uh, 
uh, fella came through. It was on a they were, they were doing a pirate ship thing, and all of these uh, these kids are dressed as pirates. And he sees this one kid's dad who's not dressed like a pirate, and he's like, "Oh, look at you! You're the worst fucking pirate I ever seen." <laughs> oh like, no! His brain just his brain just shut off for half a second. He let that slip. Gone. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, yeah. it's a terrifying I- thing. I accidentally called a nun a bitch to her face in high school. It was only because that that switch went off for a second, and I saw myself do it, and I was like, and then I was standing there, and my only thought was, run. And I ran. Like, I literally (laughs) ran, and it was because she was, like, 85 years old and couldn't catch me, and we wore name pins, and the only reason I got away with it is I literally just did a kind of cartoon pause and then just took off running. Oh, my God. Wow. What led to you calling her a bitch? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's that needs a little more. Yeah. Uh, You know, they had a... I actually went to school physically inside of a convent, and I'm not Catholic, and so it's certain... I was angry enough, and then at certain hours... Certain areas of the building that were the school would become convent property. So we were just in a bathroom using a bathroom at like four o'clock because we were up doing an activity and we needed two of us needed to go down the bathroom. This woman came down. She was like, you girls cannot be here. This is convent prop. And I was like, oh, bitch. And then just ran. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was dead. Like our school would just they would throw you out for a look. And I was like, well, that's the end of my life. That was fun. But fucking run. It turns out you could just run. Just run. That's what that guy should have done. Yeah, Uh, nuns have historically poor cardio. A lot of people don't realize that. You can can do whatever you want. Just run. But when I first got to my high school, a nun died every week my first four weeks of high school. Did you ever find the murderer? (laughs) I'm just saying it was when I got there. I got there. Was that bitch killing people? (laughs) That bitch was killing people. They used to make us, we had to go to the viewings that were in the chapel. Oh, of the dead what? nuns. Yes. <laughs> yeah, now that you've learned math, yeah. now learn a, a lesson body. and a yeah. warning. This is what can happen to you. Oh my god! I had thirteen. <laughs> and I was thirteen years old, and I'd never really seen nuns before. And then Not I just saw you got to see them ones. alive and dead. Yeah. Full circle of life. All right, I just have one more, just one more thing to tell you guys is that the thing that greeted you inside of the door. So you walked in the front door of my high school, and you turned to the left, and what you saw was like a painting. It was like about six foot by five foot of a row of nuns standing in front of a pit being mowed down by Nazis with bayonets and machine guns and then a giant glowing cross above it. And that was by the front door. Was this a... Uh, You bet you have questions. This was a painting? It was a painting. I'm pretty sure that it also was the advertisement poster for Action Park, wasn't it? (laughs) That was their big ride they never got to finish. I also think that's a pretty usable motif for saving the Hall of Presidents. Oh, my God. I'm so worried about the Hall of Presidents. Uh, so, oh. so, so Maureen and I did a live election night uh, video stream. Uh, and oh no. um, my son, who was 11 at the time, was our um, was our was our map data guy <laughs> we had a right on wipe off board where he was keeping track of the states and uh, that is not a thing to involve your child in um, when, you, when you don't know the outcome yeah. but uh, he was pretty destroyed as we all were by the end of it and um, we finished the the stream and he turned to me and the very first thing he said was the hall of presidents is going to be ruined forever yeah how sad is that um, oh, it's man. It's so, it's brutal. What I'm hearing now is they're not going, because I've been reading articles about this for weeks. uh, And the latest I've heard in the last few days was they are going to go back to, it wasn't until, uh, I think it was Reagan was the first one that actually talked uh, and gave an address at the end of the Hall of Presidents. Used to be George Washington uh, then the president, then Abraham Lincoln. Uh, previously, it was George Washington, then Abraham Lincoln, and that was it. And they just mentioned the names of all the presidents. Right. Uh, apparently, the plan now is to go back to the pre-1980 version, where uh, so Donald Trump will not speak in the Hall of Presidents. Uh, they're missing a real opportunity to, to have him speak and just have it be the Access Hollywood tape. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I just start kissing. What, is, mommy? What is happening? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> if we took Trump to Epcot, 
and that sort of many nation thing, would he think it was real? <laughs> I think if we just, though I wouldn't want to give that up because it's my favorite place at Disney World is World <laughs> Showcase. Uh, if we could just drop him off there and tell him he's on a world tour. Yeah. Uh, and then just like leave him inside that mirror room for however long it takes until the end of his term. I would be fine with it. I would give up Do the world showcase once a day, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. around the world showcase <laughs> for him. Oh. Have you guys, have you guys have heard of drinking around the world? No. The drinking around the world is the greatest game. Uh, there's drinking around the world and then deluxe drinking around the world. Drinking oh. around the world is you order a drink in each of the countries in world showcase. You have to go all the way around the Seven Seas Lagoon from Mexico on one end to Canada on the other end. And you have to hit every, uh, do a drink in every place, oh which God. I did. Um, of course. Yeah, of course. The deluxe version is to do it, but rent one of those rascal scooters uh, <laughs> that they rent at the front of the park. And it's, that is, uh, yeah, drunk driving around the world. At the end of it, are you like, at the end of it, do you have to do the Mars ride where they just spin you around super fast? Oh God! Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's that. It does ruin the end of a day. Uh, you're like, look, I, I don't mind. The end of this day is going to be ruined. So, but the the most of it is going to be really fun. So I'm I'm down to ruin the end of this one. Yeah, it's just sacrificing the evening. That's it. Yeah, you can exactly. go back the next day because you do Disney over like several. You can't sure. do it in one day. No, you need uh, like no. a week, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And when they have food and wine festival, they have extra countries out there. Ooh, yeah. Liechtenstein finally gets its chance they to show do. off its cuisine. Oh, man. <laughs> I like that. It's terrible that in the World Showcase, there's like Europe is all broken down into little, the smaller countries of each different region. And then there's a section that's just African outpost. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, really? The whole continent gets one, not even a pavilion, an outpost. And really, all they sell are um, those drums that you twirl, and they have the from Karate Kid Part Two, which takes place in Okinawa. Which takes place in Okinawa. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and uh, and uh, little <clears throat> Olafs from Frozen. Oh sure, they sell Olafs everywhere. Of course they do. Yeah, we were in the we were in the uh, like Himalaya section going on that Everest ride. We're in the Himalaya section of Animal Kingdom. And it's supposed to be like this old broken down uh, merchant cart. And they're selling stuffed snowmen. The whole cart. That's all it was. Oh, it wasn't like stuffed snowmen and pickles in a bag. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's not like you go to the trader outpost outside of the Jungle Cruise. And it's not like they're maintaining like this is where the ancient explorers would have bought their watermelon wedges. <laughs> and now you're doing it, too. Remember when they used to buy ruffles? Oh. <laughs> Wait, like, what's the pickle in the bag? The pickle in the bag. That's one of the one of the big treats they have, which apparently, according to Mark, which I learned in the course of doing our podcast together, is really good for for keeping from de being dehydrated. Yeah. Although I would think it would dehydrate. The hell out of you because it's basically a salt lick wrapped around a cucumber. Yeah, but the vinegar and the uh, potato, I don't know, science. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were really going to be able to no, explain I, it. I, it, was yeah, it was something I about, was really like, excited. It was the same thing about like drinking pickle juice when you get a cramp. It like, it just rushes electrolytes. This is, this, uh, look, I, we had a little research in front of us at that time. I don't have it in front of me right Fair now. Fair enough. It's but it sounds both delicious and it makes me want to throw up. The it thought is. of just walking around a hot day eating a big hot pickle. Yeah. <laughs> Get your hot pickles here. That's disgusting. They don't they don't microwave it before they give it to you. It's just But a, it's it's hot. It's yeah. a they just have them in the same in a, thing that all the churros are in. <laughs> <laughs> why is it under that why are your pickles under that heat lamp? Yeah, they're on those hot dog rollers from seven <laughs> eleven. Sure. Gotta heat them up. That pickle looks really dry. Can I have some of that pickle jerky, Dad? <laughs> My God, that sounds amazing. Right? Pickle jerky, I'm on board. Oh, wait a minute. You I'm don't like want that. a hot pickle, but you want pickle jerky, and that's not going to yeah. dry your mouth out? I'm not, oh. I don't care about that. Just the thought of a big old sweaty hot pickle. Just walking yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, and they're the gigantic pickle. ones. They're like, yeah. the like. I mean, I, I don't even know what to compare them to. Like a big duty? I don't know what, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're like. That's the only thing I can think of is a giant turd. And it. 
and it doesn't make me want to eat the pickle any less. So I, what well, is wrong I mean, with me? Good. Oh, good. These things have the diameter of Canadian bacon. What are your turds? <laughs> Look, I have problems. This is not this is not a medical podcast. We're talking about Disney. Why are you trying to oh ruin God. the magic by talking about my BMs that are pickle sized? Yeah, let's go We're just going to get into this whole theory that Dan has that I really don't want to go down yeah, this road again. What is the theory? Just, just do it. I mean, Trump is a home pooper. <laughs> oh, he won't poop when he's out? Yeah, can't e- do it. Even his jet? Cannot do it. Maybe his jet, but I think he's still acclimating to Air Force One. I bet you're right. I yeah. would, I, I am 100% on board with this theory. It's why he goes to his own properties all the time, because if he's going to be out, he's got to, you know, he's got to make it at home. And he eats so much beef. Yeah. That yeah. That's terrible a, food. That's a lengthy time on the on the toilet. But yeah, that's to me. That's why the like he was so happy at the start of that of his world tour, right? Yeah, and so miserable by the end. And a large part of that was how blocked up he must have been. Oh sure, wow. He could have rocketed home. He didn't need Air Force One. (laughs) If he'd have just gotten a good lift off from England, he could have cleared it at least to Newfoundland. Like a gross ice man, just (laughs) propelling himself around the globe. Oh. It makes so much sense. Yeah. It makes total yeah. sense. You know, like, next time you see him cough, just imagine he probably had a little accident when it happened. Because he's oh. so, like, I don't even think he's blocked up. I think he's holding it in. He's he holding was, in an eruption. That's why he was oh. sniffing during that whole debate. He was turtling the whole time. <laughs> and he was, try, he was trying to make his butthole uh, sniff, too. Just like. Oh, you guys, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh god aren't you this glad you had us on he was trying to i am sniff. having the vapors absolutely <laughs> so is he <laughs> oh god we got to turn this around right. dole whip is amazing dole whips are amazing oh so good Speaking and low of- calorie vegan it's kosher yeah, like it's for everybody low, low calorie mine it is it's relatively low it's like a good diet like Listen, <laughs> I'm on Weight Watchers right now. I'll bet you I could have some Dole Whip, but it wouldn't be that bad. It probably would be because there's a ton of sugar. That's... Fuck it. Never mind. It's the devil's poison. It doesn't. Man, it doesn't you didn't even need a prosecuting it's attorney. Just the sug- it's yeah, just it the sugar in the, the sugar. Uh, in the pineapple. Right. Yeah, but pineapples have so much sugar. Yeah, I mean, they're they're better for you than, I guess, something. What are you going to get? Ice cream? Frozen yogurt? They're not. A, they're, this is a better choice than, than all of those. Thank you. Yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. All right. I, I was amazed a number of episodes ago when Maureen was like, oh, yeah, I was making my own Dole Whip and I cut the hell out of my finger. And it was like, wait, hold on. Back up to the point where you made your own Dole Whip. How'd you make yeah. a Dole Whip? Oh, it's really easy. It's just basically, you know, you chill the pineapple, coconut milk, you throw it in a blender. There's different variations of it, but it's very easy. But I'll tell you what, don't do it when you're also listening to a Trump speech over headphones and you get so mad that you you... Oh. Forget what you're doing, and you accidentally slam your hand down on a raised can lid and spin oh. the night at urgent care, getting oh your fingers God. stitched up, and then you have to go on the Joko cruise with big spidery finger stitches and a little weird condom on your finger because you've. I cut remember your that. Fu- yeah, it was a Dole Whip injury. Yikes! I did not know that was Dole Whip induced. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was it, it worth was the it can though? Lid. How yeah. good was the Dole Whip? It was pretty good. All right, see? But I could it, see it the inside of my finger, though. It was like I looked down and went, whoa, oh. that's not hey, good. If you're curious about anatomy, that's another plus. There you go, right? Just finding rainbows. Go. Yeah. Enjoy a dole, whi- dole whip and get down to the bone. Yeah. My mom's a nurse, and she said, oh, you can tell if you need stitches if it's kind of smiling at you. And I was like, oh, well, it was. So it gives oh. it a little smile. Woo! Yikes. And I was just happy because I went to urgent care and I was like, well, I can't watch the speech now because I have to get my fingers stitched up. And I was actually much more content. Right? Yeah. yeah you got to skip you one. You did win that. I did. You won What that. was on the TV at urgent care? Did they have one of the- Nothing. Uh... They had it off. Really? It wow. just had it turned off for some reason. You know, that was so the speech was not on. That, yeah. That was a yeah. learned, that was a learned instinct on part of the urgent care after another night where it was on. <laughs> the doctor did say it should be a diagnostic code. Trump. He's like, yeah, we see stuff all the time. <laughs> uh, this this thing from the psychiatrists. Uh, did you guys see this? The meeting that they had. No. So there's that Goldwater no. rule that psychiatrists have, where they can't uh, they can't speak about presidential or po- about political figures and diagnose them from afar. 
Like it came up after Barry Goldwater. They made a big rule about it. And they all had a like secret meeting. I guess not too secret since the, I know about it. and It was on the radio. Um, but they had a meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago that was like, are we doing more harm to this country by not saying he's a psychotic? Uh, that they may actually reverse that rule. Wow. Because it's that it's that dangerous. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yikes. Oh. You guys, let's go to Disney World. Whip, Disney right? World, right? <laughs> so that's that's Trump Trump's out. Yeah. What ride are you getting on first? Great moments with Mr. Lincoln, so I can remember what a president yeah. sounds like. The American Adventure at Epcot, so I can uh, be proud again. Oh, wow. Wow. I thought about that a lot, because I saw, you know, like, what, because there are a lot of choices. You go on just pure joy Mm -hmm. of a ride, but it feels like if if you've gotten to a point where the democracy is bent but not broken mm-hmm. the, the 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 machine through which our our country runs that it's good to sort of take a moment to see that whitewashed disney version of lincoln was like well i really were this country formed a nation all together blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um which by the way one of my favorite disneyland stories is taking my wife there and her wanting to go check out Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, which I was 100% down to do, and she hadn't seen it in years. So we're we're in a practically empty theater, because I think like just the time of day we were there, there weren't a lot of people around. And it gets to the point where the animatronic has arrived, and he's speaking, and then he stands. And J- my wife, Jennifer, who did not remember that happened, went, what? Really loud <laughs> in the middle of the theater. Um. Take her now. They've rearticulated his face Ooh. with lots of new facial muscles. Great. Yeah. I'm so, very excited for so that. So it's very, which I really hate also about this whole, if I could go back to this Hall of Presidents thing again for a second. I yeah. hate that the most technologically advanced best animatronic is going to be Donald Trump. I hope they like, they're like, uh, use an old Franklin Pierce bo- or like, Let's be honest. Use an old Taft body and we'll fucking just put Trump's head on it. And, you know, just like use one of the old uh, one of the old kids from It's a Small World head on top of, uh, I don't know, a Baloo the Bear body from some other (laughs) ride. Just fucking make a Frankenstein. Yeah, like, ah, here, here's Trump. I think it's going to be a giant pile of potatoes and then on top a basketball covered with hay. (laughs) People will be like, Mr. President, is he here? Oh, I I hope it's I hope it's just all the extra mayonnaise that they have left over at the park on Tuesday becomes Wednesday's Trump. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the ride that there there are a lot less people lining up come Sunday. Oh, God. Uh, The president's starting to smell. Orlando heat. Oh, this president's starting to get clear. Uh, come on, kids, go see the sweaty pickle president. Yeah, and then, then our new feature, the Hall of Dead Nuns. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sad. Uh, you guys, we are we are going to be saying it. Do you remember that time when we had that fucking footnote president from television? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be saying, do you remember that time we all went to Disney right after? Oh, and my God. Really- <laughs> and we all pulled on that yeah. sword in the stone. And then Hal pulled it out. And then actually he became the president. Yeah, that was how it happened. I would love to go. They have a they have a sword in the stone there that's like a show. So you know there's like a foot switch or something there that controls it, right? Because it's a show where they let a kid get up there and like big tough dudes go up there and they try to pull it out and they can't do it. And then they let a kid up there and he pulls the sword out. It, this is at Disney World in Florida. Because I know Disneyland, that one is magnetized. And there is a cast member uh, nearby with a little clicker. This is what this oh, is, is my that understanding. What it is? It's a magnet who can release it so that it comes out it, like partway at least. I don't think it comes. All I think the it's way just out. Disney magic. You're right. Yeah, it is Disney magic. I just want to be there right now. I know. I, I just want to be there. If we were there right now, we'd it'd be nice, soft Florida evening. We'd have a Dole Whip, and soon there would be fireworks. Oh, the fireworks yeah. every night. So much fireworks. So many of them. Good way to so a good way fireworks? to end a day. So many fireworks. So much fireworks. So many fireworks. So many fireworks. So much joy. So much firework. Oh, so much fire. Joy. So much fire. So much joy. So much work. So many fireworks. 
by Hal Lublin. That's my new grammar book. It will be released <laughs> uh, in like um, 70 years. Still working on it. I got. I have some things to hammer out. It's going to take a while. Mark and Everyone Hal. Everyone left Hal. <laughs> Thought I could murder the end of the segment. <laughs> Killed it dead like a nun. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you. And obviously everyone, everyone should be listening at all times to We Got This. Well, thank you. Yes, and should come see us live in Philadelphia with you, Maureen. Do you know about this, Maureen? Do you know you're playing with us in Philadelphia live? I, I, I do. Okay, yeah. I wanted to make sure that Hal wasn't just springing this on you now. Who do you think I am? <laughs> when is the date of this meeting of the minds? July 21st. Yes, it's at Ruba Club, which is in the Northern Liberties uh, area of Philadelphia, and you can get tickets right now at Oh, Northern Liberties. Never mind. Whatever. Go to bit.ly forward slash we got Philly, and that's where the tickets are. I want to go right now. I just want to book an airplane to go. I know. Can we just go? I, know. I just said just want to go. I'm so excited now. That was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I know. I just want to go to Disney right now. Here's the thing. We we still have that health care vote that's going to happen literally <laughs> oh, any any day. That they keep kind of threatening us with in the kind of... Good night, Wesley. I'll probably kill you tomorrow kind of way. Yeah, it's like they're the fucking dread pirate government. This sense of like, uh, tomorrow they're going to fucking vote on this thing. They won't even release it. They will not let anyone know what they're doing until the moment that it comes so they can pass it. Like, how does that feel good to anyone involved? Surprise. Surprise. Everyone loves a surprise. It's the worst surprise. It's like Blue Apron. Your food shows up in a box, and who the fuck knows what's in it? Except they kind of tell you, because they have the recipes online. So you could just look at them and cook it yourself if you wanted to do it, and it's probably cheaper and easier. But like Blue Apron. It's like Blue Apron if you opened the box and it was full of shit. Yeah. Except it's not pre-portioned, and it takes away all of your health care. Yeah. It's just like that. Uh, That really brought it. Wait. Hold on. I'm losing it, Maureen. I'm losing the Disney magic already. Oh, Tower of Terror 35 times. Oh, my God. I really, I really do like the Tower of Terror a lot. I That is not a ride I would enjoy. It is. So this is one thing I will tell you. When we go, you're going to wait in line. And then they have an exit that you can jump out before you get in the elevator because it is beautiful. Like it is this old Hollywood hotel that they have um, like covered in cobwebs. And um, it is it is it is like if they decided to make the Haunted Mansion today and then we're like, and you know what would be really fun? Let's make sure that everyone feels like they're going to die at the end. Um, But the rest of it is really pretty amazing and um my son is a wonderful person he has one failing he is like legitimately scared of ghosts um and creepy things so he hates the haunted mansion which is a bummer because i love it uh and he has uh steadfastly even though he likes thrill rides steadfastly refused to do tower of terror but as hal mentioned the tower of terror in disneyland now is a guardians of the galaxy ride and so now he's in so I'm okay with that if we ever go back to L.A., but uh, it's a beautiful ride. Okay, I feel a lot better now. And I'll tell you what, what's also surprisingly good, and I know this because of the conference that I worked at for like five years down there, and I got these, because it was Harry Potter connected, we got special passes to Harry Potter World, and we had access even when the park was closed. Oh, wow. Universal Studios is cool as shit, and I did not know it would be as great as it was, because it is like clearly done by movie set experts and so you walk through all these different like you're walking through an la street and then you're walking through san francisco and then suddenly you're in london and you're going to hogwarts and i cried in hogwarts like it was so great it's so wonderful the harry potter world stuff is astonishingly great yeah it really really is my favorite part of that whole thing is um the train ride 
The train ride is great. The train ride is like one of the greatest rides that you did not know was a ride when you got on it. Oh, so good. And we can go and we get butterbeer and wands. And oh, and I actually rode the Hogwarts ride for the first time next to Luna. Um, next to uh, Ivana Lynch, who plays Luna. So it was like I actually went in with Luna. It was weird. Because wow. I was like, it's actually Luna. And then we went in together. Yeah, we were in the same little... She was there with us. So, yeah. So, yeah, there was that kind of, whoa, what's real? What's real? It's Harry Potter. It's a monster. Oh, I'm flying. Like, it, that and then ride, I wasn't though, is of... kind of an anxiety in a chair. Like It is, but you know what? I, I found that ride because... to be uh, more than I could handle. It was just like, let's show you fun children's movie greatness and also throw you around by your back. Okay. And I hate rides, but the reason I was okay with that is because I was with Harry. <laughs> For real. You're like, Harry's I was got literally me. like, yeah, no, for real. It turns out if I have an emotional context to cling to, it's why when I ride rides, I sing show tunes. I sang, um, my friend Robin, when we got on Space Mountain, turned to me and said, all right, I turned to her and I was like, I got it. I'm going to start singing hair. Name a song from hair. And she named a song. And I was singing the whole fucking ride as I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die singing hair. And I sang Age of Aquarius the whole fucking way. But I screamed it because I was fucking terrified down. I do not like roller coasters. And oh my God, Space Mountain, I am not fucking going. Don't even, I'm not, just don't. I'm going to stay on the more, I love it, like the the, the, the Americana part and the, and like that whole, I'm just going to have a coffee and a Dole Whip and, now I'm excited. So good. See? Now I'm really, yeah. It's going to be so good. We just have to get through a lot of bad first. We just have to get, just get a couple things done first. Just a couple things done first. Well, anyway, um, says Whovians, we, um, we're thinking about you. We'd love to go to Disney World with you. Maybe we can have like a group trip. Can I go? Tweet us with the first ride you're going to get on mm. after that dude leaves. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. I want to get a whole itinerary of all the best rides from Sesuvians. Yeah, and where to get coffee because I, I am fueled by coffee, so I will need to know where the best coffee spots are. Oh, it's going to oh, it's gonna be so great. Tweet us at oh. Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can also reach us on Pinterest and Facebook at slash okay. says who podcast. It's all true. Now, some of you may have noticed that uh, I'm not super good at keeping these things up. Um, I'm getting better on it. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on that. It's part of my personal. I've put it in my bullet journal and it's just, I've, I've been doing a lot. So I'm working on that. So I will get better. I promise. Thank you for sticking with it. And the more of you that follow, the more I have to do it, especially the Facebook. I love you. There, I've said it. Speaking of things that we love, we love getting email at hey, H-E-Y at says who podcast dot com. We take them really personally. Like we read them kind of privately and we kind of pass them back and forth and we just sort of study them because we're like they're talking to us so great that someone wrote and for example if you're from Blue Apron and you want to get in touch with us that's one of the <laughs> ways in which you can do it if you want to consult us about sponsorship opportunities Couldn't they just send us a box of food I mean if they want I mean but seriously like a lot of like I the vegetarian stuff is like spaghetti it just feels like a lot of opening bags it's a lot of packaging like, I gotta open um, a bag to get a pinch of salt and an egg, like a single egg, which I don't like. I hate them. So, you know, but Blue Apron, it's very convenient. Um, you know, we're not we're out of the Paris climate agreement. So all that packaging is fine. That's true. Post Paris Blue Apron is like double the styrofoam. Oh, for sure. They're just like. You should definitely get it now. <laughs> boil it in a Freon bath real fast. Yeah. All bets are off. Just get a big bag of Freon and a beef face and, you know, have your blue apron. We Cook enjoyed it a mercury stuffed chicken breast. I, I think that someday they're probably going to want to for sponsorship. They have a list of all the podcasts. We may be at the bottom, but they will get there eventually. Yeah, I think that I think that we'll slowly prove ourselves to them. Apron, why the fuck not? Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo, who is a wonderful human being. Speaking of wonderful human beings, our logo is designed by Darth.
That is Darth. at Darth on Twitter. Darth, we just love you. As we love all of you. Join us on June 28th. We may not be talking at length about Disney again for a while. Uh, Maybe by June 28th we'll be there. But if not, join us for our next episode where we will catch up on the latest terrible We might news. know about healthcare by then. Oh, God. Probably we'll know something. Uh, the magic's gone again, Maureen. It's gone. I lost it. Dan, just, you guys, you gotta clap. Clap or to, clap to keep Dan alive. Come on, everyone, just, come uh, on, clap. Clap, everybody. Come on, all you says, Hoofy, is I'm serious. You've got your headphones in, and you're probably in public, and you may uh, feel stupid, but you gotta clap. Right now, literally, I am being serious. You uh, personally must clap, or Dan will die. Come on, come on. Uh, there he is. I'm motherfucker. I'm talking to you. Clap. Uh, clap. Oh, clap. There he is. Hey. Yay. I'm glowing. Oh. It's see weird. See the magic of Disney. Oh, my butt's glowing. Huh. Hmm. That's gross. Hmm. Well. Now what? A glowy butt. Well, Can you unclap a glowy butt? I don't think so. All right, well, with my glowy butt from my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. From my weird hot closet, it's like being in a blue apron box in New York, I'm Maureen Johnson. This has been a special Disney edition. Says who? <laughs> That's my, how, what do you think? It was, it was, it was sort of Says like, who? oh God, it sounds what? creepier. Says who? Says who? Oh God, that's like a haunted doll. Says who? I told you about the weird mannequins behind the painting, didn't I? The nun mannequins that only had one eye. Says who? Oh, we're all fucked.